0: Welcome to How to Catholic with Kevin and Lisa Cotter, a podcast dedicated to helping you practically live your Catholic faith with excellence.
1: Hey, everybody, it's Lisa, and this is season two, episode one How to You, because only you can be you. And this kickoff of season two, we'll be looking at the importance of knowing ourselves as we discuss two principles for learning how and why to be you. Along the way, we'll talk about how social media can affect our self-image, the difference between being fully alive and fully comfortable, and in a new segment of our podcast, Hacks and Highlights, we'll be giving you a Catholic hack for how to get Catholic art on the cheap. We'll also be highlighting an upcoming pilgrimage to Rome for couples. So stay right here. Here we go. Season two.
0: Season two.
1: Of the How to Catholic Podcast. We're
0: back. We're back. And better than ever.
1: I hope so. Yeah. We have spent the last several weeks really working hard to make the podcast even better for season two, which I'm really excited about. I mean, hopefully you heard at the beginning and you could tell that voiceover yeah (laughs) so awesome
0: irish for the win
1: totally yes so thank you to those of you we put this out on twitter asking who uh who they would vote for for the accent and i mean i feel like it was kind of obvious we should have had the irish guy anyway but yeah everybody voted for that as well so it would just it felt good
0: very fitting given my irish heritage so it worked out great
1: yes Perfect introduction. So we got that going. That's new on the podcast, if you haven't noticed that already. And some other things we've got going on. I feel like we should just let them know.
0: Ahead time. Might as
1: well. So they're not surprised. So uh, in with the voiceover, that was one one thing. We wanted to change kind of the intro and the the outro of the podcast. Second thing is we wanted to add in a little fun segment to season two here called Hacks and Highlights. Oh, yeah. Hmm. What this is is... It is a little segment that we're going to need some help from. What we want to do is offer, just in the middle of the show, take a quick little break and offer kind of a how-to Catholic hack. Like, how do we make Catholic living even, I hesitate to say easier, because we're not going for comfort here, but practical, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Quick little hack. So we will need your help with that, because we have several. However, we don't have enough
0: Eventually, we're going to run out of hacks. We need your help.
1: We need your help. So, when we get to that, you'll understand a little more, but please email us at hello at made com. your Catholic hacks. We're excited to be sharing those, just little snippets each week, and our highlights. Kevin and I, we, we have a lot of um, opportunity to meet, and... Find out about just some amazing ministries going on. We thought, you know, we should just highlight somebody every week. some Somebody or something or some event or something, something.
0: Yeah. And, and when we were kids, like there wasn't anything cool
1: in the Catholic Church.
0: <laughs> and now there's so many cool things. Like you have, you don't even know about them all, right? Like there's these great things going on. It's just great to be able to share all, all the great things that people are doing. Whether Yeah, whether it's a book or an event or whatever it might be. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to doing one of those each week, too.
1: Yes, and as a, so you know, these are not ads. We're not getting paid for these. We're just pulling out nope. cool stuff and cool people. We just want to share it with you because we think you might find it interesting. Yeah. So, Hacks and Highlights, you can look for that. That's going to be in the middle of the podcast each time. We'll take a quick little break. And today, to kick us off, we have a podcast for you, How To You. hmm.
0: How to you. What
1: does that mean, Kevin Cotter? Well,
0: Lisa, I'd like to start off with a quote. It's a quote from C.S. Lewis. Kind of give us some vision here for our episode, and it's this. How monotonously alike all the great tyrants and conquerors have been, how gloriously different are the saints. I love that quote because he just shows how boring ultimately sin is, but how cool being holy is that so many different people have become saints who are very different. So the saints were different. So a couple examples here. You think of St. Benedict, right? He was a monk, an ascetic. He lived in a monastery. He was enclosed. And then you think of someone like St. Catherine of Siena, right? She's a laywoman. She's bold. She's outspoken. You think of somebody like St. Thomas More. He was rich. He had a monkey. I don't know if you knew that. St. <laughs> Thomas More owned a monkey. I Saint, think
1: we've actually talked about that on the podcast before. Well, I, it's <laughs> one of my favorite facts it was about in saints. our movie one. Yeah he, has, it's great. yeah,
0: he was a politician. He tried not to speak out about the king and how different he is than St. Joan of Arc, who is poor and a warrior and bold. And then if you want a saint who's just different than any other saint, St. John of God, recommend his biography as well. So the saints were oh, so different. you not even going
1: to tell us who he is? Well, I mean... It's, just to go look him uh, up?
0: Yeah, saint he was almost... His friends thought he was crazy because he loved God and the poor so much. And they actually put him in an insane asylum because of that.
1: I don't know if those were his friends then.
0: Well, that's what his biography says. But anyway, it's very interesting life. So the, the saints, smorgasbord. Yeah, very different. The saints were also weird. And so when you think, True. yeah, and it's not just St. Thomas More owning a monkey, like uh, lots of weird things. And I think it's because they weren't afraid to be themselves. and They weren't afraid to have God work through them the way that they were created. And so I think... This is really a key, and today we want to touch on this topic. We're just going to begin to explore it, but really looking at two principles on how God can work through who we are so that we can be saints, not how he can work through us to make us someone else necessarily, but work through who we are to become saints. Look at two principles today for that.
1: Excellent. I love that quote by C.S. Lewis. You just pulled out, by the way. Yeah. I do picture the tyrants were probably pretty similar and boring. Mm Mm-hmm. They didn't do cool stuff like the saints. Yeah. Hmm. Well, so, okay. Principle number one, learn from others, but don't try to be them.
0: Yes, that's right. So principle number one, as you're thinking about how do I in myself and knowing myself become a saint is that we want to learn from other people. Yeah, but we don't want to try to be them. So my example here is a baseball example. Of course. <laughs> Because as Lisa knows, I love baseball.
1: Yeah. I, well, I, I think maybe your love for baseball can best be summed up in what you wanted for your birthday.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell him. Yeah.
1: For Kevin's birthday, he just wanted, I'm going to say this wrong, MLB... TV. TV. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here here's the fun part about our house. We actually don't even have cable. Nope. And we live on a mountain and our mountain blocks any signals.
0: We live low on the mountain. So yeah. The mountain we live on like the base of the mountain. Yeah.
1: So... Like our neighborhood doesn't even get like free EWTN or, or yeah, like the news. The, yeah, we <laughs>
0: like, not, zero channels on the antenna.
1: Yeah, so we can watch any baseball game we want at any time
0: or anything that comes through the internet, mm-hmm. but just not any cable. But we
1: can't even get yeah. PBS over here, <laughs> so so we've got that going. So if you ever want to watch a baseball game, our house has it.
0: We're ready to go. So here's my baseball example. It involves two players. and If you like baseball or don't like baseball, you could apply this example really to anybody in any profession. So so hang with me if uh, you're not a big baseball fan. So these two baseball players, Miguel Cabrera and James McCann. James McCann is good at baseball. so He's so good that people pay him millions of dollars to play it. But his teammate, Miguel Cabrera and the Tigers, is one of the greatest hitters of all time. He's most likely a Hall of Famer. For the last decade, he usually bets over 300. He gets 30, 40 home runs. He's awesome just consistently an all-star
1: which is why i've never heard of him because that tells you how much i know about baseball
0: yeah he's actually kind of an unsung superstar but anyways oh he's really cool
1: we're singing his praises today
0: yeah and mccann was interviewed in in the spring as baseball started and he said i've learned a lot about hitting from miguel right one of the best hitters he could possibly be around i've learned a lot about hitting from miguel but as a hitter i don't try to be him There's two things that kind of stuck out to me from that quote, this baseball quote, but I thought there was really profound because the first thing is McCann knows that he is James McCann and he's not Miguel Cabrera. If he tried to be Miguel Cabrera, it probably wouldn't go very well, right? Because he's not made in the same way. He doesn't have the same gifts and talents that Miguel does. So If he tried to be like Miguel Cabrera and he tried to hit home runs, he'd probably strike out more or he'd probably get really frustrated when he wasn't having the same results as Miguel Cabrera. So rather than being Mel Cabrera, he takes lessons from them and then tries to live them out in his own way and who he is as James McCann. So I think that's yeah, that sticks out at me right away.
1: Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. I mean, if I tried to be anybody who plays any sport, it wouldn't go well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it does make sense, but I think we do the same thing. We'll we'll, we'll get there in a second here. The second okay. thing is, uh, it, it's funny to think about James McCain because he's one of the best baseball players in the entire world, right? Like, he's not as good as Miguel Cabrera, but he gets paid millions of dollars for what he does. And how ridiculous would it be if he looked at his life and he got upset that he wasn't Miguel Cabrera, right? He's this amazing baseball player. We'd say how crazy, like, that's so crazy, like, you're in the major leagues, you get paid all this money, like, you should be really happy, but I think oftentimes, we do the same thing, right, we look at our lives, and we say, oh, but I'm not like my dad, or I'm not like my brother, I'm not like my roommate, or I'm not like my coworker. our marriage isn't like that other person's marriage, or my friendships are, aren't like their friendships, and in some ways, when we think about this, it, yeah, it doesn't sound like it should be hard, like, how hard is it to be yourself, like, it's you, like, Why wouldn't you just be yourself? But I think we live in a world and a culture, especially with social media, that makes this problem worse. We constantly are comparing ourselves to other people and saying, why am I not like them? We see their kid's birthday party or their vacation or the number of likes they got on their post and say, boy, I I wish I could be like that. And maybe if I changed myself or I, I acted differently, I could be like that. But when we do this, we start comparing ourselves when we start to wish that we weren't ourselves i really think we deny the opportunity for jesus to work through us the way that he created us to be so here here's my my kind of challenge as we're going through here is that we want to be the son or daughter that god's made us to be because he wants to work with us and not someone else and i think ultimately it's really exhausting to try to be like someone else um 'Cause it takes so much energy not to be us. So we gotta be we gotta be us.
1: There's so many quotes that are running through my mind right now, like from Saints on this topic. Mm. Like I'm thinking like Catherine of Siena, like if you are who you were meant to be, you set the world on fire. Yeah. I love her because she is all about self-knowledge. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like she, she talked about it before it was cool. Cause in our world today, we talk a lot about that, you know, like,
0: like self-actualization and like all this in our yeah, culture. Yeah.
1: Be yourself. You do you, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's the way that she meant it, but I think she was kind of a forerunner in self-knowledge and, and the importance of understanding ourselves and how we tick and why we do what we do and, and how that is like so important to our own holiness. Because, and here comes another quote. I guess this isn't a saint quote. I think mean, this is a president. It might have been Roosevelt who mm. said, comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. Yeah. We live in a world that makes it all too easy to compare.
0: Yeah, it's it's so odd with individualism because in some sense people say like, oh, just be yourself. And at the same time, it seems like we really struggle to do that. We constantly want to be other people. Like we, we're so... Um, yeah, we just, we, we kind of go back and forth. We can't make up our minds. Do we want to be ourselves and that's okay? Or we we try to be like other people? And it, yeah, we just, have, we just have such a struggle with it.
1: I have another profound quote that's coming through my mind Let's now. Let's do it. The grass is always greener on the other side. Wow. <laughs> that's deep, I know. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was probably a St. our president as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so oh, kind, kind so of the, the practical here is, and the, the, the challenge with this is, do you know who you really are? Right, Like, have you really sat down to think of how has God made me? How does God normally work through my life? How do I come alive? You know, how do you, uh, how, how are you best at work? How do you deal with stress? How do you deal with success? Uh, there's a book we're reading right now together. least, and I, uh, like to listen to we're audiobooks, listening. <laughs> audiobooks together. <laughs> I, I had that d- I, debate with sh- people before. Can you say that you read a book that you listened to? Um,
1: maybe you should just say, I've. I can't think of another word yeah, for
0: it. Yeah, I think it's fine to say I you read a book counts. that you listen to. Yeah. And this book is called The Happiness Project by Gretchen Rubin. It's a secular book, but there's a lot of great things in it. And her first principle, she has all these principles for uh, about happiness, but her first principle is be Gretchen. And so she looks at, and one example is the way different people like to have fun. And she's often envious of, oh, this is really fun that my friends do or my relatives really like doing this. But she's really resolved of, yeah, but those things aren't fun for me. And even to a point where she wishes she thought they were fun or she wishes she could do them and have fun, but instead she realized, no, I just need to be Gretchen. Like I need to be who I was created to be. And I think it's a great thing to remind ourselves as we're constantly given in our world so many options of what we can do and social media, we compare ourselves and constantly say, oh, I could be all these different things, but only God created us to be us. Like we need to be, kevin we need to be lisa
1: yeah i remember one summer i was like no several summers i really wanted to get into gardening like i wanted to like it (laughs) i really did and i wanted to be good at it and i don't know why it just seemed like a cool thing to like grow your own food and we like for several summers tried this and i kept thinking like well it's gonna grow on me i'm i'm gonna really i just i hate gardening like as much as i want to like it and, and I think Gretchen really points that out in her book and it really affirmed me because she's like, that's just not me. Like, even though it is a neat thing that she desired or a good thing that she desired to want to like, like if you just don't like it, you just don't like it. Yeah. And you're just beating yourself in the head trying to change who you are because you think, well, I would like myself better if I liked this. Mm-hmm. And that just ends in frustration. And... I think that kind of introspection, though, isn't something we do in our society today. Yeah, we just don't stop and observe and process and think. It's just on to the next thing. Or if we get a quiet moment, what do we do?
0: Yeah, we think about what we could be, or about other people, or as to yeah. say, we pull out our phones. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> that's,
1: what, that's what I. That's what I think. Well, we what do we do? do when we,
0: what do we do when we pull out our phones though? Like we go to an imaginary world of social media in which mm-hmm. it's totally fake and we look at other people's lives, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And we like vicariously live through other people all the time. And I just, I don't know. I just think it's interesting. I think the more, the, the more detached we become from like just time by ourselves and mm-hmm. quiet mm-hmm. and are constantly always having a screen or something in front of us because most of us carry our phones around at any moment. Yep. We can either contemplate things or life or process, or we can just pull out our phone and forget it. Yeah, And I think that's something that is such a miss because you're never going to know yourself if you're not actually asking yourself those questions like, do I even like gardening? I had to stop and step back and think, yeah. I don't even like this. I like the idea of it, but I'm not good at it. I don't enjoy it. Why do I keep trying to do this? Yeah, so.
0: absolutely. So that was our first principle. Learn from others because that's important to do. Don't try to be them. I think that's really important. Be you.
1: Yeah. Ultimately, you've got to figure out how do you tick, how do you work, and that's what's going to lead to your happiness and your holiness, most importantly.
0: All right. I'm excited. It's time. It's time. It's time for hacks and highlights. Hacks Are you ready, highlights. Lisa Cotter? I am. Let's do it.
1: So our first hack here on the podcast, this is a really exciting one to me. So Kevin and I, we, we love having religious art in our home, but- oftentimes when I find an image that I really like, either I can't find a place to purchase it, or if I find it, it's really expensive, and then I'm sad because we just don't have $499 to spend on that image. That's probably exaggerating, but you get the picture. So what we found, a little trick, a little Catholic hack here, is we have found that iStock and other websites that have images, such as The Met, actually, in New York, has over 400,000 images that are- That's
0: a lot of images.
1: Yeah, that are free to the public domain that you can download in high resolution from there. So you can find that picture, that image that you want, download it, and then, as if it's your own family photo, print it on a canvas at Costco or Sam's or Vista Print or any of Mm -hmm. those places, and voila. There you have it. Very affordable way to get any of those images that you love because so many of those images are in the public domain because they're hundreds of years old, so nobody has the exclusive rights to them. Yep. So you just got to find a place where you can get them for super cheap to get the image itself and then you can also, you know, put it on a mug or a t-shirt or <laughs> any of those other on a, ooh, a ooh, throw pillow, a mouse pillow pad. Or a, ooh, a mouse, mouse pad. That pad. is pad. Do good. Yeah, use a blanket. Those? A blanket, yep. yeah, like that could. year
0: I got you that blanket with my face on it. <laughs>
1: you did not. <ask. laughs>
0: oh, sorry, that's for this year. i miss, yeah, sorry.
1: <laughs> is that for Mother's Day?
0: Uh, yeah, mother. Yeah, that's correct. Oh yep. goodness,
1: mm-hmm. okay, I got that for Mother's Day. That's right. Um, so we did this not too long ago with some images of Sagrada Familia, which is Kevin's favorite church in the
0: whole wide world.
1: It literally in the whole wide world. It's in Spain. For his birthday, he wanted some pictures of Sergatophilia. Couldn't find any that were reasonable, affordable. And then I found them on iStock. Yeah. And it was fantastic. It was great. And the Catherine key here,
0: Jack. you can find a lot of images. So like on Google Images, sometimes, oh, there's all these images. You just want to make sure they're high enough um, resolution so that when you put them on canvas, they're not fuzzy. So that's why iStock is really helpful. The Met, at least I could tell there it was really helpful. Another small mm-hmm. tip on the Met is... On the search, you have to click canvas or else you just get all these crazy items that have nothing to do with your search. So mm-hmm. I think when you cl- select canvas, you get more paintings and pictures, salt so caravaggio on there that made me excited. So mm. a lot of really uh, good things there. Yeah, but don't yeah, just Google make, grab for this. That's yeah, not going to work. Go for a high resolution. But yeah, that's, that's, our, uh, our,
1: that's hack. our hack. Cadillac like hack for this week. And our highlights is... Our friends, Mike and Christy, have founded an apostle together. Mike and Christy Denahan. And first of all, just um, think of the funnest person you know in times up by five. That's Mike Denahan. That's true. And Christy right by her side. Yep. His side. Yep. And they are just the most hilarious people to spend time with. Like, there's it's impossible to not have a good time. It and
0: really doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. You'll have fun and just fun with laugh them.
1: with them. So they have a ministry called school of love and you should check that out school of But really what we want to highlight is they have a couple's pilgrimage coming up to Rome and it's a unique thing. Not very many pilgrimages I think are centered on just couples. And so we thought that was awesome. We yep. would love to go someday.
0: Yeah, it'd be sweet.
1: Not this day, but you can find it at followings with an S, followings with an S, USA.com slash info.
0: Yep, info. And um, I just recommend. I recommended this last year, I think it was their second or third trip, and somebody came up to me a couple months ago and they said, Kevin, thank you so much for putting on social media. My wife and I went on this trip and we just had an absolute blast. We're in Rome. Mike and Christy were so great. All the couples that we met helped so much. And it was just really enriching for our marriage. So just a cool thing, uh, again, that we don't often know about. And uh, yeah, a great thing that you guys can do. And even if you're not married, something that you can suggest to your married friends as something they could do as well.
1: As you say, you could go anyway, which is not, not, no, that's you ha- not true. It, you have to be married. Mike so. and Christy
0: also have a vocational discernment trip, but I don't know if they're currently having signups for, singles, for that. Yeah, yeah So if singles. you just want to
1: see the hilariousness of Mike Denahan. You could yeah, you could go about it that way.
0: Again, that's followingsusa.com. Go for it. Cool. All right. Hacks and highlights. We did it.
1: We did it. First time around. All right. I think we're ready for principle number two.
0: I also think we're ready for principle number two, which is...
1: If you want to find yourself, give yourself away. What a paradox, Kevin.
0: It is. This is a sh- uh, an episode of paradoxes. So it's this idea that Um, we want to be like ourselves. That's what the first principle was. But this principle, uh, our second principle, tries to avoid a misuse of that. So sometimes when we hear be ourselves, what's presented to us by the culture is be yourself and be as comfortable as possible.
1: Do what makes you happy.
0: Yeah, so when it comes to work, like, oh, I should just use my gifts and talents. and I should only work from those. And any work that's outside of my gifts and talents is things I should avoid. Or when it comes to relationships, like we should only want to be with the people that we want to hang out with, and anybody we don't want to hang out with, we shouldn't. And again, it's important to be with friends you want to hang out with or work for your gifts and talents. But we're not just made for comfort. And the, this Pope Benedict quote is famous, and I love it. It says, The world promises you comfort, but you were not made for comfort. You were made for greatness. And so there's a sense of, yes, we need to be ourselves, but not for the sake of comfort. We need to be ourselves for the sense of greatness. Uh, during Vatican II, there's this great um, phrase that I find really fascinating. And the phrase is, Christ reveals man to himself. And it's a really simple phrase. Christ reveals man to himself, but it's really profound, right? If we want to be ourselves, we want to truly know what it means to be uh, us, right? For you to be you, also you need to understand that in light of Jesus. He's actually going to help us. That's part of why he became man. It was because he helps us learn how to be ourselves. All right, so how does Jesus show this? Well, I think he tells us in Matthew 16, 25, he says, if a man would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Whoever would save his life for my sake will find it. So Jesus reveals to us that ultimately And he gives us this model that helps us understand that ultimately we need to give up our lives in order to really find ourselves. So we can't just seek out comfort. That's actually not going to make us happy. And actually that doesn't make us us. To be fully alive, we need to give of ourselves. Another JP2 and Vatican II quote is this, man only finds himself through a sincere gift of self. And so we're going to be fully alive when we're like him and when we give of ourselves. God wants us to be fully alive, but that doesn't mean fully comfortable. He really means a a full gift of self. That's actually where life is going to happen.
1: I feel like there's so many times I've heard this, and I think it can be almost like a a challenging truth Mm -hmm. because it is easy to think, well, if I can just have what I want, when I want it, how I want it, then I'll be happy. (laughs) Yeah, But life just doesn't work that way. Like Mm -hmm. when we get to the practicals, I mean, especially as parents, I'm sure... (laughs) you know this as well as I do. Like, it's just not like that when you're a parent. Sure.
0: Yeah. We, I mean, you can't just say like, Oh, you know, uh, I'm changing diapers in the middle of the night and go, well, this just doesn't make me come alive right now. I'm not, I'm not using my gifts and talents in the (laughs) way that I, I I think, you know, I, I should be using them. You know, that's not how parenting works.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's like a part of everybody's call and occasion and not all of life is super fun and fulfilling, which can be really hard because there can be times where sometimes you just have to bite the bullet like you just have to go through that process or i don't know that um reality of family life or that friendship you know it's sometimes it's like yeah i don't feel super fulfilled right now having this conversation but it's not always just about us
0: yeah and and here's the paradox and what makes sense is Maybe not in the moment when I'm up at 3 a.m. changing a diaper, do I feel fully alive? But as a parent, as one who sacrifices for my kids and gives of myself, my life is greatly enriched, right? Like we know how much that helps us come alive because we actually gave ourselves away as opposed to we don't have any kids and we live a comfortable life and we get really good sleep. That actually wouldn't make us happy, but having children does. Again, not in the moment, but in the actual kind of long-term or bigger vision, when we give ourselves, that's where we... Ultimately, find ourselves.
1: I'm trying to think. In Gretchen's book, even she had this great quote, and I'm, I'm not going to remember how she said it exactly. But so this, is,
0: yeah, the Happiness Happiness Project book. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah which is something to the effect of like happiness doesn't always feel like happiness.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: <laughs> which I thought was super profound because she's completely secular.
0: Yeah, and she even
1: she, as a secular person, could realize like, yeah, it it's. Not always, like fulfillment even, you know, it doesn't always feel like fulfillment. Sometimes yeah. it's just doing the right thing because that's your duty. Yep. And and that ultimately, although it doesn't feel fulfilling in the moment, over the whole of life, like is fulfilling.
0: Mm-hmm. Like I think about work sometimes and there's certain moments at work where I'm doing a task or a job that I don't particularly enjoy, but I know for the sake of the organization that it's important to need it. And sometimes I look back at my job and those are the moments where I'm happiest or I think about, oh, wow, well, I really, you know, when it was really hard and we had to work together and it was frustrating, but look where we're at now, you know? And so I think um, it's important to be ourselves, but the sake that we give ourselves because if we, we just get so centered on ourselves and being, quote, unquote, ourselves, and this self-actualization, we, we ultimately lose ourselves. And ultimately we're not... We're not happy there.
1: Uh, we lose ourselves in the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because there's like a losing of yourself in the right way, mm-hmm. like in a giving of yourself. But we can like lose our own happiness if we're just constantly focused on ourself and constantly looking at ourselves, and we lose who we are then. Yeah. In an odd way. Excellent. I think it's about time for our how-to challenge. It's time yes let me actually let me wrap up those those two principles one more time let me give them to you again so you don't lose them so you can think about them and meditate on them and not just open up your phone and look at social media so principle number one was learn from others but don't try to be them because comparison is a thief of joy and when we are not ourselves and try to we try to be somebody else like god doesn't want that like he needs us to be who we are and second principle, if you want to find yourself, give yourself away. All right, Kev, what's our challenge?
0: Yeah, so I think really trying to start at square one, just trying to learn to be like ourselves. I think a lot of us probably listening to the podcast and know the second part. Oh, I'm supposed to be like Jesus, I'm supposed to give myself away. But I think many times as, as Catholics, we don't spend that time to really learn who we are. So a, a quick way to do this is to take a temperaments test. The temperaments are kind of a medieval personality test. They help us understand how we relate to other people, how we react to certain things. It begins to help reveal yourself to yourself to understand a little bit more. And so we'll put a link in the show notes. There's a great one at fisheaters.com and we'll put that link up. There's a great article that explains it, catholiccompany.com as well. And just uh, a great way to get to know yourself. There's other tests out there. There's uh, Myers-Briggs, there's the DISC profile, there's some number thing that you
1: newfangled i don't even know what it is there's all
0: sorts of things out there and a lot of them temperaments is the most most classic one a lot of them build off the temperaments
1: well Um, and even the saints will talk about their temperaments which is so cool because it's been around for hundreds of years and so you can find there are quizzes out there that will help you find out what kind of like what saint are you most like yeah (laughs) So so you
0: can learn from them but not be them Yeah. Yep. And uh, even if you've taken one before, I just challenge you to either take it again or to look at the results again. Take it to prayer and just say, Lord, how from who I am can I glorify you? Um, And yeah, be myself, but also give myself away in that way.
1: Great challenge, Kev. Thank you. Take your temperament test. Get on the World Wide Web and do that. So thanks for joining us here on our first episode of Season 2. Just a little quick reminder about our, our new segment here with the hacks. If you've got hacks, please email them to us at made, oop, new no, at hello at made2magnify.com. We would love to hear from you because, seriously, friends, we will run out of hacks and we want to know what your Catholic hacks are. So until next time, be saints. It's worth it.